Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles, yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And today, yes, today, this isn't an April Fool's. We're an early April Fool's. No, we're diving back into the youth ministry series. Yeah, we are. And picking back up where we left off, um, which has been a while. Yes, yes, I know. I know. We've Things been, happen. We've been procrastinating. Stuff, and, uh, things stuff occur. just comes up, you know. Yeah. So, um, we're definitely going to be diving into the importance of youth ministry. And we're going to dive into some biblical influences that we can fall back to. Um, and we want to gu- dive into the Old Testament, right, Lee? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we I'm do. Always ready okay. to dive into the Old Testament. Yeah, we can't we can't unhitch from the Old Testament no, or anything like exactly. that. No, we have to we have what to go back to the idea. roots. What a dumb idea! Who would come up yeah. with something stupid like that? Yeah, Ugh. Hmm. I don't know. Your favorite, your favorite guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. evangelical <laughs> trigger. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, we're gonna go right back to the foundation, foundation of God's word, right in the Old Testament where it all began. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of try to bring the Old Testament to life back into relevant today, you know. And we're right gonna up. try to show you how how we can incorporate it into our youth ministry, how we can incorporate it into our discussions with young adults um, throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, just just types of things that we can do. And mm-hmm. I think it's I think Lee here has found some very beneficial um, verses that really, really pulled us together. And I think that's where we're going to start. Yeah, so, man. Lee, where are we starting today? We're going to start in Genesis 17. Um, oh. Genesis 17, verses 6 through 9. I'm sorry. Right on. Through 10. Okay. Right Genesis through 17, 10. 6 through 10. So this is... Abraham uh, and the covenant with God, specifically the the part uh, regarding circumcision. But there's oh. some language in uh, which, obviously, w- it was something that I know you'd be excited to talk about. But I'm actually going to not talk about circumcision. Thank <laughs> Sorry, goodness. Scott. All right. So we're not going to be able to talk about the divinity of <laughs> circumcision, or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for another time. That's another An- time. another episode. Another. Series, I can tell perhaps. you what. This was a serious, uh, serious cut. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely a 
big deal. Quick. Good thing you're tiny and can't say yeah. one way or the other about it. You know, I mean, you cut too much and it's it's game over back then. You know, you know? there there I is mean, some science saying that it it, it is uh, medically beneficial to circumcise a boy at eight days. That's that is so insane, mm-hmm. dude. I would have never thought that. Yeah. Yep. Nor would I have ever really researched it. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you did. And uh, you know, we 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 go the extra mile for guys with. Bodies. You know. <laughs> Just say that. <laughs> so so we so, have here Genesis um, seventeen. So Genesis I'll, I'll, seventeen. I can read it if you like. I'm actually going to go start ahead. at the. I'm going to start at verse one. Then I'll go. So I'll yeah. do verses one through ten. Yeah, why don't you read to 11? Cool. You just want me to Or talk no, about why don't you go all the way to 12? Go to 12. Yeah, okay. Delio. That way you get all the way through the eight days old, so, yeah. Good plan. That's true. Okay. Okay, uh, now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. I will give to you and your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, Now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations, a servant who is born in the house or who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. Here ends uh, the you reading. You said foreskin. Yeah, you, you got But anyways, so, so what we have here, so we have God establishing his covenant with the forefather of the Israelites, right? The, right. the the chosen nation of God's people. And and so we have this this covenantal talk that we see throughout Genesis. We see in Exodus. We also see it in um Second Samuel in chapter sure seven, I believe. Yeah. Um and then we also see this in Jeremiah um, Big as he is talking about the new covenant. new covenant. So we have this covenantal talk and discussion. Yeah. And he is talking to Abraham, and he is saying, I am establishing this covenant between me and you, but this covenant also pertains to your descendants, to right. your to the generations to come, right? right. So we are and to... And this isn't one of the instances where... Um, where in the New Testament they make a distinction where they where they talk about um, that Abram Abraham was was promised an offspring, a singular one, not offspring right. multiple. But in this exactly. instance, this is talking about future generations to come from Abraham. So right. we're talking and about 
actual generations of people that would be born of him. After right, him. and this this includes the Gentiles. Right. So as as this as this goes on and on and on and on throughout history, they didn't they didn't see the future of what God was in, enlightening right. Abraham to. But so he's talking about we have this the secret the the generation talk um, to your descendants throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to you to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Right. So. What God is saying to Abraham, you must train up your descendants Mm -hmm. to know that the promises I'm making, I'm making to you today, the promise I'm making to you today also is the promise I'm making to them today and will be forever. Exactly. And he's even given this. I will be their God, which you see in like Habakkuk or Hosea um, or in, I'm trying to think of other areas where he says, I will be your God. I think it's in Ezekiel. Um, Don't quote me on it. Excuse me. Isaiah too. Yeah. Um, The people who are not my people, I'll call them my people. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so I I find this fascinating that we're, we're seeing that it is to be passed down from generation to generation. This, this, this knowledge, this, this, this promise is going to be proclaimed to, it's going to be told in stories to future generations to come. Mm-hmm. It's going to be passed down. It's going to be told from the father to the son to the son. I'm to glad their you son. mentioned that it was that it was stories because we have to remember this is before any law had been given. So there's no exactly. ten commandments for the chi- the kids to memorize. Uh, this is simply the story of the the face to face, so to speak, covenant that God right. had made with Grandpa Abe. You know, as as you're going through right. it, and so that great, story, great, great, meaning, great. <laughs> The, the meaning of the thing is coming from retelling the actual events that occurred. And right. we do we get that same benefit because we have those stories uh, preserved in the pages of Scripture. So even to today, we still participate in passing down that covenant. Down. Exactly. Um, because we have the authoritative word uh, of that incident happening, as well as the rest of progressive re- revelation that, that came to us after... Um, Abraham slept with his fathers, you know, so to speak, to use, right. to use the biblical phrase. Um, now, now to shift this to um, relevance to today, we are we are to share the message, the promises, the mm-hmm. the covenant promise that God has given us in salvation, um, in His redeeming work through His Son to our youth today we are to train them up so that they are prepared spiritually mentally physically in order to battle to be on the ready mm-hmm. for the confrontation that they may face outside of the church walls right. Right. even inside the church walls um they are to be battle ready and we need to take prime focus in how we train 
our youth today, not only theologically, but also apologetically. We need to teach them in absolutely in the grounding of Scripture and how the covenants of Scripture mm-hmm. are the exoskeleton of the they're they're the they're the supports for the house, right? Right. They're the they're the they're the supports. The word of God is the foundation, but the promises of the covenant are what frame the house, mm-hmm. and then the rest builds it up around it as Christ is in the center of that's, the house. Yeah, that's all right and true um, and, and beneficial. The kind of radical idea that I had in bringing up these texts was, uh, if we're looking here in Genesis 17, so we're, um, Abraham's getting this command, right, from God to, Correct. to pass on this covenant to his descendants. He's doing this before... Um, the theocratic civil government of Israel had been developed before right. uh, the Ten Commandments had been given, um, before the order of the priesthood had occurred. So this is telling us that foundational to um, to bringing up our youth, that initial ministry comes not from the church, you know, an external authority, but within the family, the kind of the building right. block of society. And that that necessitates that the fathers in the home must understand the promises of God and his covenant with his people and to understand that well enough to begin telling it to their children uh, f- from the earliest that they might be able to begin to grasp the concept. Um, right. And that's a huge responsibility. So my what I contend is Absolutely. that youth ministry actually has to begin in the family before begins it can with begin the father. In the church. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, exactly. the dad has to take that priestly role in the home of expounding the promises of God, the covenant of God, uh, to his people, to his children, uh, at home. Right. And and we're uh, we'll get to this in, in Deuteronomy, but um to take that prime opportunity that comes with growing up with children growing up in the home as the prime learning place, uh, the teaching center, uh, to introduce who God is in a very simple, understandable way um, to growing minds. Uh, right. So that they can become more aware of who God is as they develop. And, and then, obviously, as parents pray for their children to repent and believe at the, at the time appointed, uh, to, to load them up with knowledge ahead of time so they know... They know what's going on, and they know what's important right. to mom and dad. Because I think and you I, learn a lot about your parents as well when they share the faith with you, too. It's bonding right. as well. And I, I wanted to share this with you because I like how you brought up the father and how, um, as in today, um, we have actually lost the art of masculinity in fathers today. I mean, the art of masculinity as a biblical, strong, foundational leader in the family. Yeah, and it's a toxic trait now. Right, and here, here's 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 one thing I wanted to share. It's in First Kings two two, and it states this. It says, "Upon the death of King David, David to his son Solomon." I am about to go away of all the earth, he said. So be strong. Act like a man. 
I mean, powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. Act like a man. That's what the fu- that's what David is telling to his son. I need you to act like a man. Wow. You're not a boy anymore. You're not a boy. You're a man. And I think that's what we're losing here and today. We have these passive aggressive men who are willing to go nonchalant with society. Um, some men, um, I'm going to read you. Do you mind? Do you mind if I read? Um, it's called Being a Dad, um, Father Absolutely. as a Picture of God's Grace. And it's by Scott Keith. He's a he's a Lutheran. Um, dude is like, eh, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I've heard that's a really um, good book. Uh, and the forward is by Rod Rosenbalt, which... I mean, Rosenblatt, my bad. And uh, dude, dude's phenomenal. I'm going to read you a little bit of this. I'm going to snippets. Um, so I think I think this is very prominent in today. And uh, it's, it's very, very well needed. Um, so I'm going to read you a few little things out of it. Sounds good. Um, the problem here is, though it seems clear that like me, every child feels feels a deep need for a father. Sadly, according to the U.S. Census Bureau data, 43% of all children in the United States live in a home where there is no father. Social ramifications of this dismal reality are staggering. According to the U.S. Department of Health, 63% of all youth suicides occur in a fatherless home. The same agency reports that 90% of all runaway children live in a home where there is no father. 85% of children who show behavior disorders come from a fatherless home. 20 times the national average. A staggering 80% of convicted rapists come from fatherless homes. Mm -hmm. And lastly... Children raised in homes without a presence of a father, either due to being born out of wedlock or a result of divorce, are more than twice as likely to drop out of high school before completion. Oh, wow. Not surprisingly, the study revealed that both parents attend church regularly. 33% of their adult children will also attend regularly. It is also no surprise that if only one parent, the mother, attends regularly and the father is a no-show, a mere 2% of children will grow into adult adulthood will attend regularly. Hmm. The unsuspe- uns- unexpected result was that if the father alone attends and the mother is no-show, 44% of the adult children become regular attendees. So that's just if the father alone attends church and the the mother is a no-show. In short, if a father is not a regular church attendee, the children will most likely not be at church attendees as an adult. No matter the faith practices of the mother, if a father practices his faith regularly, Regardless of the practice of the mother, 60 to 75% of his children will practice his faith as an adult. Wow. Even if even a, a father's irregular faith, input, and practice 
will result in more than half of his offspring coming to, staying in, and practicing the faith as an adult. In short, fathers matter a great deal when it comes to faith in their children. Some men can transform a room simply by walking through the door. These men bring with them something ineffable yet desirable. Um, The truth is, in our world, there aren't many of these type of men left. Have you ever met a man who had this quality? If you had, you'd remember him. Just what is it about this type of man that can cause such an effect simply by entering a room? The answer may be very well uh, be something we already know, but are afraid to praise publicly. Instead, we politely decline to answer, yet still we know the answer. It's masculinity. Hmm. It seems that instead of being portrayed as masculine, almost every male character portrayed in modern media is impotent, stupid, incapable, or irrelevant. I think most men live in a world of desperation. Men are desperate to hear that it is okay to be a man. Desperation leads to the modern man down dark paths, but the life of a man does not need to be this way. Masculinity is a good gift given to men by God for a purpose. Truly masculine men are the embodiment of powerful grace and freedom in the face of a world bound by law. He is drawn to the Father. Why? Boys relate to the Father because He is powerful, authoritative, credible and worthy of trust, gracious, kind, and forgiving. In short, the Father is masculine. He uses the masculinity not to ridicule, but to forgive. And in doing so, He shows Himself to be that foggy picture of God to all to hear the story. We need more masculine men. Um, Masculinity is something quiet. Those who are masculine are not mean or loud, and they will never be perceived as blowhards. They are typically unassuming in their demeanor. In turn, they are not moralist per se. I, I mean... I'm just I'm just reading you these snippets. I, I highly encourage you guys to go get this book. If you if you want to read this book, I highly encourage it. I'm not going to read you everything and just take away because um, we only have so much time on this podcast. So, <laughs> but I'm telling you, go look up. It's called Scott. It's by Scott Keith. It's called Being Dad, and I'm telling you, it changed everything I have in a perspective. I, I highly encourage you guys, and I'm telling you, it, it it's going to change your whole perspective. But yeah, let's get back to cool. what we were going over. Um, so yeah, so we, we left off, and the, the very image we had here in Genesis was the father's role, right? So God is still acting as the father to Abraham, and not only to Abraham, but he's also acting as the father. He's the father to his future descendants that he will not ever see or know. Right. Um, 
and he charges so, Abraham himself with as informing a fatherly the next role. Yes, yes, father. and and so and he becomes what is known later as the forefather. You know, the forefather oh, of yeah. the, the covenant. Um, so we have this father mentality that is very masculine right here in our face. Um, we also have the father's mentality in Proverbs and and Ecclesiastes. Yeah. We yeah. also have the father's mentality um, throughout. Well, the, throughout a, a message uh, from a father to a son is the entire first exa- six chapters. Yes, of Proverbs. yes, which is which is is just amazing. And but going back to, to what you read it, from Samuel is coming from Solomon. So the same yes. thing, the same teaching that David gave to Solomon. You know, act act a man show yourself a man is exactly the teaching that he expounds in yeah, Proverbs. First, first Kings, First yeah. Kings. Or uh, that's right, First Kings, sorry. Yeah, First Kings. First Kings. <laughs> My gosh, yeah. did I say Samuel? Yeah, you said Samuel, oh, but it's grief. okay. I'm so tired. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know. Well, the, and so we have, there's another fatherhood um, implication and uh, responsibility to train your children in the faith uh, in a pretty classic uh, Old Testament section, Deuteronomy 6, um, 4 through 8. So this is um, this is pretty well known. In Hebrew, uh, this passage is, is called the Shema. It's actually recited right. at every morning prayer, even to this day in uh, uh, Orthodox Judaism. Um, and it's called the Shema because... Um, because in Hebrew it begins Shema Israel, uh, which would mean right. Hero Israel, and, so, and it is a story being told once again through <laughs> through what is called the Shema. You know, it, it is right. it is a story that they recite that way. Future generations that they they hear this and that it just becomes like muscle memory in their mind mm-hmm. that it, these thoughts in the. It's yes, a type it's, of it's basically catechizing their kids, you know, Absolutely. in future generations. That way that they can re- recite and fall back on these promises that they're hearing here in Deuteronomy. Um, go ahead. And this is a want. good. This is still a good piece even to teach our children today because this is a foundational piece of, of the moral law. And remember right. that Jesus um, recites this as well in the New Testament too, just to, just to make that case even stronger. Um, Hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I'm commanding you today, God speaking, obviously, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Here ends the reading. Boom. So what I was thinking here, this is, I think, just another continuation of that same charge that God gives Abraham in Genesis. Uh, and this is going to all the men under the covenant. You know, now um, the civil government of Israel is together. There is a, the priesthood has begun. Um, so, so. Formal corporate worship has been established. Uh, these families are now in something similar, something akin to what the church would be for us today. You know, they're part of a of a worship community. Uh, they receive instruction. You know, the synagogues would be would come up 
uh, for uh, for education. Uh, families would go to the temple and worship, or or to the tabernacle uh, at this time. Um, they would attend worship, and uh, the priests would do their their business at the tabernacle. But still, even with all of that in place, which is very good, very beneficial, it is still incumbent on the fathers to prime their children with the um, the commandments, the promises, the covenants of God. Uh, in, right. in And I, I like that this points out very specific situations. In the home. In the home. <laughs> in your, when you sit in your house, you're going to talk about yes. this. Yes. <laughs> family worship. Family yeah. worship. Like we it's, just it's talked blatant. about the last time we, we did a, a, right. an episode on this. Like, we were if, you are not, if you are not doing family worship, shame. Shame right. on you. Yeah. And it also it's important to <laughs> just get it before that. Well, Not no, to guilt I, you, but shame I mean, on you. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. Tisk, tisk. You should do it. No. But mo- more importantly Absolutely. than that is in verse six, these, these words also have to be on your heart before you can teach them to your children too. So th- yes. that's why I said before, it's so important for especially the father, um, but the mother as well. You have to know and understand the word of God. You have to understand the promises. You have to understand the covenant if you're going to, to teach your children with some amount of efficacy. So once you yes. yourself are convicted, you are a believer, you understand the promises that are yours uh, in God, that is the only way you can teach your children. So once that's covered, Absolutely. then when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, which I guess we would... I mean, you know, when you're in the car, you know, running off to the store or whatever, um, uh, when you lie down and when you rise up, which uh, I think could be uh, applied to, again, in a family worship situation, but, you know, um, prayers before bedtime, family prayers in right. the morning. Um, any, any, take advantage of any time you get with your family to absolutely. worship, to 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 read scripture to pray with your children take your time to listen to them when they're ready to talk i mean mm-hmm. you're you're missing out and yeah, i'm and telling every, you this is just it might as well just say take every opportunity to practice these things with your family when you're together cuz these are four huge touch points right here yeah and i mean they're highly important and i i I encourage you guys to to sit down with your wife, sit down with your kids, talk about this. Talk about how you you want to start this, how you want to start family worship, how you you envision. Tell them tell them your thoughts, tell them your vision, tell them what you want to do, and then come up with a game plan. You know, you right. are you're the father, you're the leader. Lead these people. Lead lead your house. And I don't care if you get out a permanent marker and you start writing scripture on every doorpost in your house. I would love to come into a house that has, <laughs> I would be like, okay, you guys are Jesus freaks. I love you. So let's do this. So, uh, well, you know, you know I, think, I, I think there's a reputational aspect to this too, because I, I don't think that verses eight and nine are literally telling you to bind, bind, uh, scripture right. on your hand or on your forehead unless you want to tattoo it or right yeah that's a whole right. different discussion right hey you know <laughs> hey hey tattoos seem to be creeping up the neck and on the face i mean yeah. it's possible you know you could do it <laughs> it could happen 
so. But I, I think it's more that it's going to be apparent to everybody who sees you whose covenant you're under. You know, uh, absolutely. You know, they're you know when they see when people look at your forehead, it's like it's like you've got God's name written on your forehead. You know, they they know whose you are by your actions. By the exactly. way, you and your children behave, or how they're you talk—they're gonna or what see you talk about right, right, and they're gonna see more in your kids after this family. After you begin mm-hmm. family worship, they're gonna see a transformation, not only in you, but your wife, your marriage, your kids. They're gonna see. It is it is miraculous what family worship in a home under a father who is ready to take charge, who is ready to become battle ready. And I can't encourage you guys enough, any fathers out there. I mean, I I wish I wish I had a father that would have sat me and my brother down and we would have done this more in the home because ah I just I missed it I missed it and now now this is my opportunity to do it with my kids my wife and I'm telling you your prayer life will increase your your spiritual presence in the room will be noticed and I'm telling I'm telling you it's just it's amazing um so reach out to me and Lee. We'd love to talk to you, encourage you any way we can. And ah, I'm t- I I just Lee, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> me 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 I'm, neither. I feel like I'm trying I feel like I'm trying to sell a car here, you know. And uh <laughs> you know, just buy the car. Just buy the car, buy the car okay? You You're going to love it. <laughs> no, cuz I, I well, you know, I I think we've we've walked through a bit of text. I mean, there's always more more text we could we could pull out as examples, but I think right, for, right. for this episode we're we're covering that uh, that ground well enough. We've got plenty more episodes yeah. in this series to go, so we there's no need oh to rush we now. have <laughs> plenty. This is going to last us probably a year, at so least as long as get... we've been in Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians, if not longer. So just strap in, folks, because yeah, it's going to be tough. a long ride. And I hope I hope we can encourage you. I don't take us to heart when we're we're kind of just giving you funny banter. But folks, but I we're can't. podcasters. For, That's what we have to do. You're right. For 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 what it's worth, if you take anything from this podcast, I pray I pray that it it that these words grab you, and I pray that you sit down with your family. And I pray that you you talk with your wife, you talk with your kids, and you restore restore that masculinity back into your home and 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 show them what a godly leader you can be. Because I know you can be it. And And don't let the world tell and, you it's bad to do it. Right. And me and Lee, we're here. We will encourage you. We will pray for you. You can call us on the phone in the middle of the night. Don't care where you're from. We'll answer um, because we're silly like that. We'll just pick it up and be like, hello. And then, yeah, we'll be on it. Bam. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Call Lee at like 3 a.m. 
<laughs> Work does it anyway, so why not the podcast yeah. too? Why not the podcast, you know? <laughs> Amen. All right. You can find us on our website, guyswithbibles.com. That's where you can listen to episodes of the podcast, uh, just streaming the audio, or uh, read our blog uh, archive. Um, then you can you really should just go to the podcatcher of your choice and subscribe to the podcast there, and then it will download uh, into your app uh, every time that we drop an episode, which is on the Lord's Day. Um, you can also find us on social media. Uh, we have a page on Facebook, and we also have a Facebook group, so you just have to click to join, request to join. Uh, then you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and on Gab uh, at the same handle, at Guys with Bibles. Uh, when you go to the website, you can also subscribe to our occasional newsletter, uh, Guys with Newsletters, naturally. Uh, we also have a YouTube right channel uh, where we post uh, the audio. Um, sorry, no no video of our beautiful faces. That may happen someday, Soon to but come. it's not for now. Soon to come. Soon, Soon to, to come. come. I'm, we're looking into it. I've actually <laughs> priced like uh, some some stuff to do this. Nice. Yeah, I'm I have actually to get internet to before I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but yes. So that that's really what's holding it up is my lack of internet at my domicile. Um, <laughs> in, in the show notes, you should also check out the the website for the Bar Network because there's a whole list of faithful podcasts uh, that we are happy to uh, partner with on the network. Um, you should check out the Abide podcast. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, we've got a lot of new um, women-focused podcasts on the network, which is really great. Um, Lead in Truth podcast, which I'm uh, happy to edit for Brooke and Brad Bartz. Uh, Women's Hope. Uh, um, so there's there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff happening on the network, and you should uh, you should use your free will to go subscribe to all the network podcasts. <laughs> you, uh. you, God will ordain you. He will decree it. <laughs> yes, yeah. The rewards will be rich if you do that. If you earn that little bit of grace for yourself. Amen. That's it. That's all she All wrote. right, guys. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, if you guys want to email us, shoot us an email. If you want our personal emails, shoot us shoot us an email on Guys Bibles. Message us. Um, just let us know. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys next time. We're guys with Bibles, and we're out. No, no you Peace. Podcast. Ah, uh, every time. <laughs> <laughs>